bag in Jamesville. Marley, you got cleaning and groceries. Marley had just enough time to assemble snack packs for everyone and also stuff the diaper bag with a few extra diapers and bottom wipes. Charlene and Denise would have taken off without those little bits if Marley hadn't placed them in a strategic location in her sister's car. No wonder the words mom and mother always seemed to stick in her throat. Now that Dell had vacated the premises, perhaps she would be able to call her mother Denise again. At least Marley would have her mother's car for a few hours to take care of several critical errands of her own while handling the family shopping. Say hi to Greg. Tell him that we're all hoping he'll be out by Christmas, Marley said. She helped strap the three kids into the back seat. She didn't much care for her sister's husband, Greg Harris, but Charlene would be calmer and less disorganized once he was out of the penitentiary. Alone at last, Marley closed her eyes and tried to push her emotions into a thin layer surrounding her skin. She opened her eyes and scanned the dense woods. She half expected Dell to lurch into the open. They didn't have a driveway, so much as a muddy parking spot teased out of the scrubby lawn. The two-story farmhouse sagged under its dull, steel-blue asphalt shingles, a color that could have been plucked from the leaden sky that day. Half-wrapped by plastic, the house stood waiting for Dell to finish the job that would seal their home from the winter cold, but locked them into a perpetual fog inside. Who would do that now? In summer, dark woods pressed in on three sides from the hills around the house, but now, with most of their leaves on the ground, the maples and birches offered a permeable gray wall, anchored here and there by nests of dark green pine trees. Thanks to inept planning, the town road sat higher than most of the yard. In the soggy climate of central New York, that meant that water flowed off the road to flood their parking basin and stayed to drive rot and mold into the house and barn. It was always damp inside. Smells lingered, and bath towels often wouldn't dry from one day to the next. If she ever wanted to leave this place for good, she would have to make careful choices. Once Dell and Zeke were missed, the Harris family would look for culprits. Marley did not want to end up in their crosshairs. No one would notice whether she cleaned the house or not. She emptied ashtrays and scrubbed the sinks and toilets while the first load of laundry ran, but decided to forego a more thorough cleaning job until later. Once the wash moved to the dryer, she gathered all her bandages and items to be thrown away or hidden. The next load of wash started, and Marley headed out in her mother's Honda Accord. The car's original blue color had almost disappeared under the assault from salt and sand over too many winters, but this dented and pockmarked vehicle provided Marley a tiny window of freedom. Marley gave an affectionate pat to the car's dashboard and wiped off the mist on the inside of the windshield with a rag. Her first stop was the Sharon Springs Public Library located in one of the town's original houses and across the road from the rock. Marley loved the elegant old building, originally built for a prosperous farmer and his family. The library had internet access and even had a primitive website, created and maintained by Marley. Thanks to the library, Marley had a part-time job paying several dollars an hour over the minimum wage and a part-time job writing code for a small startup 
run by a couple of Syracuse University grad students. The library didn't open until noon on Saturdays. Marley let herself in the back door and hid the special keys she'd pulled off Zeke's body in a secret hole behind the tampon dispenser in the women's bathroom. She had plans for those keys. Mission accomplished. She headed to Avalon, zigzagging up and out of their valley. The hills in these parts weren't high, but their slopes were often steep. Hairpin turns had been added to this route long before cars and tarmac had come along. Each turn opened up a different view of the valley below and the surrounding hills. She had to admit that Sharon Springs was pretty, when seen from a safe distance. The village looked quaint, tucked into the nooks and crannies, softened by the persistent valley fog. A classic white church steeple poked through the trees. The hillside still held...